I liked that bell singing both of those songs. That was wonderful. We're going to read from Psalm 100, page 936. Before we do, let's, let's ask God to guide our, our study now. And so, Lord, as the children go forth to study and read the Word, so we sit fast. And, and the words we hear today, Lord, we think are going to be familiar, but we pray that you would get them inside of us as we come to understand more fully your faithfulness from generation to generation. And so, God, thank you for these holy words that have guided, comforted, challenged, convicted, and led to the conversion of your people for centuries. And so now, may these old words speak with fresh power, living power in our lives. And so we honor you and bless you now as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, six weeks ago... Already six weeks ago, I invited you to join me in a metaphorical airplane ride. I invited you to join me in the window seat. And let's get a 30,000-foot view of some things. Looking out over the landscape. When you get up and above, you can kind of see the, uh, the landscape a little bit, get some perspective. And so it was this landscape of God's plan to redeem and to restore, to heal, what we could also call save, the world. And his plan is to do it generationally, from generation to generation. And so God chose one man, Abraham, chose one man and his family to be the center or the source or the soil out of which that salvation would grow. And it was done so that we would learn that salvation, that the restoration that God is bringing about is relational. Salvation isn't just zap, there's your ticket, go to heaven, have a nice life. It is restoring the human family in relationship with one another and in relationship with God. And so God saves relationally through the family of Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham long ago to make his name great, to make his family, which he had none at that point, right? To make his family into a great nation, but ultimately that all peoples on earth would be blessed through him. That's the Bible. The Bible is really nothing but the story of God's faithfulness to Abraham and that promise that he made to Abraham 4,000-ish years ago. And sure enough, Abraham then, by the power of God, was able to, Abraham and Sarah, have a child, the child of promise, Isaac. Isaac, then Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Israel had 12 sons. And so we see that promise starting to be fulfilled in just a few generations. Now, all of a sudden, we have tribes. A nation is being born. And then that promise continues to extend and be renewed and fulfilled through Moses and David and the kings and the prophets. And then a couple thousand years ago, a couple thousand years after Abraham, Mary and Joseph. 
the Christmas story that we celebrated a, a little over a month ago. And, and we find then the promise of Abraham fulfilled in the person of Jesus. But the story doesn't end there, right? Life keeps going. And so Jesus chooses 12 apostles, almost like a reconstituting of Israel, and blesses those apostles and then commissions them uh, after his death and resurrection, says, go and, and preach to the nations that all peoples would know. And so what is happening in the centuries of the Christian church is but a fulfillment of that promise to Abraham lived out through Jesus in the Great Commission. And so at the 30,000-foot level, we see the plan of salvation. It's, it's just that simple. But God, through His gracious call and invitation, He invites us into the work. Salvation isn't just something that happens to us. Okay, I'm saved, that's all. It's something that happens through us. We are invited by God's gracious call and invitation to see that promise fulfilled through our very own lives. And so he pulls us into the work so parents teach their children. Leaders hand the baton off, that Moses to Joshua story that we looked at. And then as we saw last week, followers of Christ entrusting the sacred deposit that they have received, entrusting that sacred deposit to other reliable people who will teach others. And so we have this picture and this pattern within the Scripture of the faith being handed from one to another, one generation, one person to another. And so we are invited into this work. And so today, all I really want to do is just reflect on the faithfulness of God to that promise. And so Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Say it with me. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The first thing this suggests to me is that we are here today not because of anything we've done, but because of God's faithfulness. God made a promise to Abraham 4,000-ish years ago. And that promise has been fulfilled and then renewed and fulfilled and renewed and fulfilled from generation to generation because as one generation passes away, the next generation has to take it up. And so God reminds them, I am your God. <laughs> it is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And so his love endures, his faithfulness endures from generation to generation. 
And so God is faithful. He has been upholding creation from the beginning. God spoke the world into being. Does this mean we should not be concerned about climate change? But what we should have a deeper understanding is God sustains this creation. He does not forsake his creation. He upholds his creation. And then he enters into covenant relationships. First with Abraham and the people of Abraham, the, the Israelites. And then the new covenant. We celebrated communion last week. This is the cup of the new covenant in my shed blood. And so God is faithful to the covenant community. And Jesus told Peter and the apostles... The gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Every generation of Christians thinks, oh no, the world is ending. No, God is faithful. The church will endure. And so he upholds the creation. He honors his covenantal promises. And then he brings salvation a right relationship, a restored relationship with God and with one another. He brings salvation to everyone who believes. And it really harkens back, the way we understand salvation by faith, it harkens back to Abraham. God made these promises, and Abraham's like, but I don't have a family yet. We can't have children. Ah, But Abram believed God... And it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And the Apostle Paul picks up on that in the book of Romans. And it's like, ah, a right relationship with God does not come by works. It comes by faith. Believing God. Every generation of people who believe God is faithful to his word and will fulfill what he has said. That person, that people is now in relationship with God. And so that's why we are descendants of Abraham by faith or by promise. Unless, of course, you trace your ethnic lineage to Abraham. And so, the Lord is good. His faithfulness endures through all generations. He revealed his name to Moses at the burning bush. Exodus chapter 3. Who shall I say is is sending? Go go to Pharaoh, but, but go to the Israelites and say, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord, Yahweh, is sending you. This is the name by which I will be remembered from generation to generation. So God reveals to Moses the sacred name of Yahweh. I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. And then there's one psalm attributed to Moses, Psalm 90. And and it begins, Lord, you have been Yahweh. You have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Moses took that aboard, that burning bush experience, the name of God. The Ten Commandments. Embedded within that is this promise, I will show love to a thousand generations of those who love me. The prophet Daniel, in a time of difficulty, when Israel had wandered, was not faithfully obeying the word of God, and they're sent into exile. So Daniel in exile, you could imagine that he would be concerned. Is God faithful? Is God going to fulfill his promises to Abraham? 
And then Daniel is reminded that the kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom. And his dominion, his rule, his reign endures through all generations. Uh, the apostle Paul picks up on this theme, the end of a, a, a short prayer in chapter 3 of Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I can imagine that Paul is understanding this sweep of history, of covenantal history, of biblical history, of God's faithfulness from generation to generation to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. God does more than we could ask. He does more than we can imagine. Look at it. Here we are. And we're just one little tiny church. <laughs> the Christian church throughout the centuries has been growing. And the gospel is getting to all peoples. There are people who've yet to hear about the name of Jesus. And so missionaries and churches are making sure that we can get the word of God into the language of all peoples. It is because of his faithfulness that we are here today. In an unbroken chain of fulfillment tracing all the way back to Abraham. It's an unbroken chain. The only way we get here is through the, wit the witness of another Christian who had the witness of another Christian before them and another Christian before them. And so an unbroken chain of faithfulness to that promise made to Abraham so long ago, which I believe says that we should live as people of hope and people of confidence, and people of assurance. The God who has been faithful in generations past will be faithful in our generation, and He will be faithful in the generations to come. And friends, we need to hear that and know that because we live in a world, in case you hadn't noticed, <laughs> that's a little anxious about things. Anxious about society and culture and politics and global warming and the economy and wars. It, everything that's going on in the news cycle today could cause our hearts to tremble. Don't. We are the people of hope and confidence. Why? Not because of our faithfulness, but because of God's faithfulness. And he supplies for us the spirit and he gives to us his word. And then he surprises us more than we could ask or imagine. He calls people to himself. I never thought that person would come to faith in Christ. Why do you think that? People you're praying for, don't give up. Keep praying. Believe them into the kingdom. And witness to them of God's love and faithfulness. He is the same, the scripture says. He is the same yesterday, today, forever. Do you know what that means? God hasn't changed. The God that we are worshiping this morning. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. When we're singing about the goodness of God, we're singing to a God who is exactly the same as when he made that promise to Abraham. 
Surely God has changed. I mean, we change throughout the course of our lives, so God has to change. No. God is steadfast. He is infinite. He is eternal. He is unchanging. He has not changed one iota. So we are the people of hope and assurance and confidence because of the faithfulness of God and His unchanging character. And so we do not fret, we do not worry, we do not become anxious or discouraged. And so we rightly listen to those words that God spoke to Joshua. We studied them a few weeks ago. Be strong and courageous. As we get on into this new year, 24, and 24 is going to have a few things going on. A little thing that's going to happen in November, right? And Christians' hearts, along with many other hearts, are going to be tempted to be nervous and afraid or frustrated or angry over... No, we don't fret. Be strong, people. Be courageous. In fact, remember it said, be strong and very courageous. The Lord your God will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And this says, no matter what you are facing today, And some of us are facing it, aren't we? Some of us are facing it. Whatever you're facing today, whatever you will face tomorrow, whatever unfolds in the course of this year, God is faithful to you. God will be with you. God will strengthen you. He will comfort you. He will be there to hear you in the middle of the night when you think all is lost and you say your prayers. God is faithful. He will stand with you. He will support you. He'll see you through that health crisis. He'll see you through that financial crisis. He'll see you through that relationship crisis. He'll see you through whatever it is that you are facing. God is faithful. All he calls us to do is to trust him and then be about the work. (laughs) Be about this work, which is our work of making him known to the next generation. I want to close with a short video of a song that you have learned a part of. And it's a very tender um, video. This is the the song, The Goodness of God, sung by C.C. Winans. For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Have a 
I hope you will take God at his word and you'll look back on your life and just see how faithful God has been to you. Look, I know some of y'all. You're walking through it right now. You just lost your husband, Carol. I know it's hard. Derek, what do we do with them? 
can't know. But God is faithful. And some of us are going to face it this year, and we don't know we're going to face it, right? Some of us are going to face it this year, and we don't know yet what it is we're going to have to face. God is faithful. He's been faithful to this church. He's been faithful to this nation. He's been faithful to this world. But most importantly, he's faithful to you. Amen. Father, hear us as we pray through our tears and our joy. <laughs> what a joyful expression to know that you are faithful and you, your goodness is running after us. Goodness and mercy shall follow me and run after me all the days of my life. And even in our brokenness and pain, you have been there to meet us and we thank you for that. And so, Father, send us out with joy in the fullness of hearts and uh, spirits that have been in communion with you, the living God, faithful from generation to generation. Amen. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen.